Well, hello. Welcome back to an all new episode of 512 FM. If this is your first time listening, I am your host, Clarissa Nicole, owner of 512 Studio, and I host this lovely thing. Be a dear and subscribe, rate, and leave a nice little review of how great this podcast is after you finish listening to the show. Before we top and top high before we jump into today's convo which is politics in your brand the inevitable duo let's start off with some news you didn't know you needed but now you do rihanna's luxury line dropped this week called fenty and i have to say that the clothes are really cute you can tell that she used her style as an influence um, and as herself as a, and used herself hi I can't talk and used herself as a muse and they're very Rihanna esque you know she's always daring and she likes to go way beyond the norm and she's got some pieces that are like blazers and dresses and stuff that really do emulate her style that I love um, her ranges are from two or extra small to a fourteen. Uh, slash triple XL and the thing about that that little part which isn't bad or good but just something I noticed is that as a size 14 I usually have to get an extra large now I'm buying it from so with this line it was kind of interesting that's a triple XL so I don't know if that means it's cut a lot smaller what the deal is so anyway I think that's cool and it's out of my budget for 2019 but I think her stuff is really cute and she's worked with Italian designers and I feel like that it makes sense and maybe it's just because I stand Rihanna as a person as a brand she went from a pop star that could have been easily forgettable when she released Ponda Replay when she was like 17 years old back in the early 2000s and then of course she had an umbrella that was another huge breakout for her uh but she's done Fenty Beauty which is a success story in and of itself and then she has Savage uh, Fenty which is her lingerie underwear line and she's just really built her brand up and I know a lot of fans are like we want new music we want new music but I like that she's doing what she wants to do and she'll release music in her own time so you know what again I stand 100% and other news have you watched the new Netflix show Dead to Me I'm not going to lie, when it came out, I was like, Ugh, I'm not going to watch this. Everybody and their mama is saying to watch it, and I'm just not going to do it because sometimes I think it's cool to not do what everyone else is doing. Oh, but I gave in, and I'm so glad I did. So Dead to Me is a show about Christina Applegate's character. who di- uh, Her husband dies in a car accident, and so it's dealing with the different types of of waves of death and she ends up finding out a bunch of stuff it's I don't want to give it away but it's so good she befriends a character played by Linda Cardellini who is one of the lead people or was one of the lead people in the highly underappreciated show Freaks and Geeks 
it's such a great dynamic between the two main characters the flow of the show james marsden is in it still attractive um there's an actor in there named brandon scott he's also very attractive but no the show in and of itself has its great build-ups and thrillers and it's just it's what lifetime wants to do but just misses the mark on it every single lifetime movie and i will still watch it but it's such a great show you guys definitely should check it out and i cannot wait until season two premieres because the last episode was just like er, you know <laughs> oh my god now moving on to our last but not least news we are nearly a month away from the hills in fact uh recording this it's the 30th so we're a little bit less than a month away and the hills is coming back called the hills new beginnings it premieres monday june 24th if you are a millennial to the core you have followed the hills since it started off as laguna beach and maybe you did or did not know that there was a season three and four where season four laguna it wasn't laguna beach season four it was like newport beach or something complete fail anyway but you know that after season two the hills started because it wanted to follow lauren conrad formerly known as elsie to la to follow her career uh, to start her fashion empire that she has been very successful at launching. So anyway, it's it's back. But unfortunately, there's no Kristen who took over kind of the, the lead, if you will, during season five. And there's no Lauren. But there's like everyone else, including Brody and his wife, Jason, as in Elsie's ex- Jason and his new wife, which I have to give it to Jason for cleaning himself up and becoming a sober coach. And he's doing a lot of great things with that. So that's good. But I mean, it'll be very interesting. Spencer and Heidi are there. Um, It's just it's Audrina, Justin, Bobby, who high key, low key is still a babe. I know he was not the first couple of seasons he was on there, but I saw some recent pics and I was like, hello. (laughs) anyway Stephanie Pratt is back and that is going to be interesting because there's a lot of outside drama and I say outside because I don't know if it's on the show or not between her and Spencer and, and Heidi and like there's a whole I don't think it's televised but she did talk about it on her podcast Prattcast which kind of makes me sad because I feel like she her family kind of chose Heidi and Spencer so that they could stay close to their baby. I think their child's name is Gunner, um, who's a cute little boy. I'm not not here to insult anybody's child. That's rude. But it's anyway, if you listen to a couple of her episodes where she talks about her time on the hills and stuff, Stephanie, that is, it's actually it kind of made me see a different light, a different side to her. And I'm rooting for her. I I wish her nothing but happiness. But all that to say is it's coming back and I will be doing recaps of the show that will be released the following day. So it starts Monday, June 24th. So that means the recaps will be that that next day, which is Tuesday. I will try my hardest. I know it doesn't fit underneath the branding bubble, if you will. But at the same time, this is my podcast and I can kind of do what I want, right? 
Um, and to be honest, this podcast doesn't have like a set genre or target. So, you know, we just make it all inclusive for everything I feel like covering. And you guys on Instagram were really excited about the idea of me covering this. So here we are. After the break, we will jump right into our topic about your brand and politics, the inevitable duo. Building a brand is easy if you have the foundation set. Forget the logo or having the best website copy. What you need are the principles figured out so your brand can grow. Whether you're launching a business, becoming a blogger, or building an actual brand, knowing why you exist and who you are catering to is important for development. The brand base will help you figure everything out so you can bootstrap your own brand elements or hire someone to do it for you. You'll know exactly what you want so you can start with a clear vision and strategy. Download the digital copy of the brand base or enroll in the brand base coaching program. Listeners of the show will get 12% off when they use code FM1212 at checkout for 12% off. That's F as in forest, M as in monkey, 1212 to get 12% off at checkout. Welcome back to the show. Now let's talk politics, sort of. Over the last few years, I've felt very conflicted about sharing politics with the 512 Studio brand. Is it too much? Will it drive people away? And to be honest, I still struggle with this. However, I did realize that I work in this industry where I am a political statement. I am a single black woman who owns her own business. It's this unwanted target that I was born with and I was born into that I can't really ignore. And as someone whose personal mission is to work and showcase diversity in every lifestyle, how do I make my brand ignore what's going on in the world, especially as of late? For example, last week we talked about the abortion ban that's happened. And while I am very vocal about it, and I'm very vocal about how much of a monstrosity this bill is, I did wonder if people thought that the 512 Studio brand had no business even talking about it and that I should just stick to my topics. But then I saw companies, brands, high-profile people that I admire and respect so much talk about how dangerous this ban is for women and non-binary persons. And it made me feel good to talk about and speak up against all of this. But let's scale it back a bit and take a look at it from another angle. Being able to talk about this openly did something I wish brands did sooner. It talked about where they stood with humanity. I get we're all trying to get money and I get that to thrive In our own niche, you know, we want to stick to the topic, but we have to also look at it from a consumer point of view. Where do I want to put my money? If I'm a consumer, am I willing to support someone or something that turns a blind eye or would I rather support those that care about people like my friends, like my family members, like my like fellow neighbors? Here's one way that tied Uh, who's under the umbrella of Procter & Gamble, took a stand 
against humanity or against humanity. They took a stand for humanity by simply changing how they approach their product in commercials. They ran a campaign where the dad and daughter are playing, I believe she's in a princess costume, and it's dirty and it's dingy. Now, if you remember commercials that are, were advertising cleaning products, especially like cleaning the kitchen, doing housework, these were targeted to make it easy for the woman because there was this old school notion that women were created to play with the kids and take care of the household, right? But we know that times are changing. Women are working now. They are doing it with their female spouses or they might just be doing it on their own. It's a very different living situation that is out in the forefront than it was 30, 40 years ago. And so you have Tide that took this opportunity to use this commercial to show again show him playing with his daughter and the great thing is is that his situation in and of itself is pretty ambiguous he could be a single father he could be a part of uh you know where he's a single he's a stay-at-home dad while the mom works or the mom might be on vacation or his partner might be one of the same gender and he's at work and they've adopted this child or they had a surrogate It's all these really kind of amazing things that you don't know about the dad. But what you do know is that this man is able to take care of his child and wash their clothes using their product. And at the end of the day, you know that Tide helps get get the stains out of his daughter's costume quickly and they can go on about their day. And that's a way that brands can get political without you know, maybe shouting it from the rooftops or, you know, going on political commentary televisions and and talk shows. Making a statement like that, that breaks the norm, is a political statement in and of itself. Because as we see with the Tide commercial, it's breaking gender roles and stereotypes. Now, your brand can be, again, political without protest signs or yelling anti-hate messages. But by the way, I love a good anti-hate message. So if your brand wants to do that, by all means. (laughs) Look at Nike. Okay, that'll be our second example. Nike last year released a campaign featuring Colin Kaepernick, who made headlines for kneeling during the national anthem as a sign of protest against police brutality who was later then unfairly blacklisted for doing so, whether or not the NFL wants to admit it. When Nike made this decision to make a deal with Kaepernick to be the brand ambassador, they knew that there was going to be backlash from people because people thought that Kaepernick's kneeling was disrespectful to soldiers who gave us the, or who fight for the freedom for us to protest respectfully in which Kaepernick was doing but that point was solely missed. Now, did Nike have to hire Kaepernick? No. Was it a smart decision business-wise? Yeah, because most of their target, most of their audience are people who support Kaepernick. They're the ones that are buying the new Jordans, which which are under Nike, right? They're the ones who are student athletes and Nike 
is a sponsor for all the jerseys that you see in high school, the ones that you see for college and and the NFL. So they really do have a hand in athletics. Now, if you're thinking about should your company, should your brand take this risk, you know, because they're a multi-million dollar company, if they take a hit from a protest, from a decision that they make, well, you know, it's not a lot of money to them. They're not going to go under, right? But we're smaller. So can we afford to take that risk? Consider this. You want to be able to work with people who have the same values as you do. You attract what you put out there. See the law of attraction. And if you make a stance that your brand stands for inclusive, I can't talk today, you guys, I'm sorry. If you take... Uh, If you make a stand that your brand stands for acceptance of all people of all types of life and you are going to make it your mission to showcase your Muslim audience, your Hindu audience, your African-American audience, your immigrants across the border who is part of your audience, you will attract those that want to work with you. And I know that it's scary, and I say this firsthand, especially if you're just trying to build your client portfolio, right? But again, you're standing at a, at a crossroads, and it's like, how long do you stay silent? And when do you speak up? And I'm looking at the world around me right now, and I feel like there is no better time to speak up against the craziness that happens in our world than there is right now. Now, to look at it from another point of view, another business point of view, if you will, the biggest buying power right now is Generation Z. According to retail touch points, Generation Z is a consumer powerhouse. This is not a demographic that retailers can afford to ignore since they will count for over 40% of retail purchases by 2020 which is a huge, huge amount if you really think about it. And that number is going to grow as that generation gets older, starts making their own money and has the power to purchase. They further state that those who thought catering to millennials ethically based shopping preferences was a challenge, they are going to have to work double to reach Generation Z. Research has shown that this particular generation cares about various environmental issues. 76% are concerned about humanity's impact on the planet, as well as social causes such as racial, gender, and income equality. You guys, this is not a time to be quiet anymore. It is not a time to be silent. It can literally hurt your business But let's also just look at it from a person point of view. It is so important that you stand and you say, look, I see you, I hear you, and I might not be good at doing something right now, but I am going to be better because I want you to know that I am here for you. And that... That's just kind of the bottom line when it comes down to this. I know I'm talking about branding and I know I talk about making money and should your brand say this and that, but it is, I think, a very moral decision for you to say, hey, I have to speak about this. 
when things about, you know, banning transgender people in the military started to come to light and trying to erase that identity, I tried to be the best ally that I can be. I am not perfect. And so I follow other transgender people and activists so that I can learn because I hate in my heart how much I just see a group of people saying, you don't matter because. Because I can't imagine somebody saying that to me. And I don't think it's right. And I know it's not right to say that about anyone else. So sometimes I have to stop with the post about, you know, how to change your website on WordPress in five minutes and really look at what's happening because this is happening to everyday people. And this is not something that we should be ignoring. And if you put that in your personal life and kind of make a decision to be better every day personally, it will roll over into how you perform in your business. So if you're wondering how the heck can I do this? How the heck am I going to make a difference in my business? I'm still scared that I'm going to, you know, lose all of this money or lose all of this opportunity. Also think of this. Do you want to work with a company that has such opposing values to you that you look back on it and go, why in the heck did I do that? No, you don't want to. It's not something that you will feel comfortable with. And I'm telling you that right now, you're going to have work, whether it's you doing a sponsored post, whether it's you working design or writing copy. If you write copy for a hate site, knowing it's a hate site, you're going to look back on that and be like this. I can't share this. And your name is attached to it. Do you see what I'm saying? So you have to really think about your morals. I do believe your morals and your business go together. So how can you be better? How can you do this better for your business? Let's start there. You can do simple things like making sure your language about gendered people and gendered persons is correct. For example, Understand pronouns, understand what it means, understand how to write them correctly in a sentence. If you're curious about something, it's really okay to reach out. It's okay to use Google. I mean, I Google all the time. I have Google open right now because I want to make sure that I get it as right as possible. And if you make a mistake, and you will, about anything, if you appropriate something or if you say something wrong, apologize and and just say i'm sorry i'm learning i will do better because your intent might be there but of course the impact is what matters but if we can all learn from our mistakes we can really grow as a person and make a statement again by simply educating yourself on issues and things that seem foreign to you I go back to the LGBTQ community because that's kind of one of those things where I had to learn a hard lesson for myself. I used to believe one sort of way thinking, oh, I'm not homophobic because my thought about being homophobic would be committing a hate crime. And I would never do that, especially based off of anyone's sexual orientation. But I remember I said something on Facebook. It was very simple. So I thought... 
I wanted it to kind of balance the two sides of me, if you will, um, at the time. And I had a really good friend of mine who's gay and he messaged me and he said, I know what your intent is, but that's a really sweet way of being homophobic. And I was like, you know, at first I wanted to be defensive and be like, no way that there's no way I'm not homophobic. I don't want you to die. I don't want this. I just think this. But as he explained it to me, and I'm really grateful that this friend did this, he explained it to me and it made me rethink so much of what I was believing and what I was saying. And that was years ago. And I can still remember and be so thankful that I that was brought to my attention because now I can go, okay, I need to do better. I am doing better. And so it doesn't stop there when it comes to like learning about transgender and what's right and what's wrong and how do we make sure we show the utmost respect. You know, I follow people who are constantly reminding me and telling me how to be a better ally. And sometimes being a better ally is just shutting up and supporting, (laughs) you know? It doesn't mean you have to say all the things. It's like, here's a platform that I have as a cisgendered, heterosexual female, I'm going to give it to you so that you can speak and not only educate others, but educate myself to be better. So again, it's taking the time out to admit that you don't know everything, to put your pride down and say, I'm here, I want to learn. Because when you want to learn personally, you can grow professionally and you can really have those authentic connections that really matter to your audience, which is knowing that they are human. So that is all for today's episode. If you would like to chat more, please feel free to follow me on all the social media everywhere at 512 Studio. That's the word five, the number 12, the word studio. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I am on Pinterest. I am not on Snapchat because I am not 12 years old, but I might get on it so I can do the little baby face filter and then post it on Instagram. (laughs) Who knows? If you have any questions, again, please feel free to write me, chat with me. We can talk about this issue a little bit more. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share with everyone. I really appreciate everyone who's been tuning in. And I will talk with you all later. 